Greetings, Christian Faith Baptist Church disciples, saints of the Most High God. Welcome to another Bible study. Tonight, we are going to be, I believe, finishing Galatians, Galatians chapter 6. We'll take a step backward a little bit and get to the last couple of verses of chapter 5, because the last couple of verses of chapter 5 is a good link um, to chapter 6. And uh, excited about uh, our walk with the Lord as we uh, as we continue to walk through the Paul's letter to the Galatian church. Kind of a advance. Uh, we'll go right. At, continue in Paul's letters. Um, our next study will go right into First Thessalonians. Um, Paul, the next um, actually the last church, one of the last churches. Um, that Paul wrote to. So the next will be First Thessalonians, and I'll talk more about that in just a moment. But let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you for another night. Thank you for an opportunity uh, to approach your throne boldly, unashamedly, um, seeking your face and hear, wanting to hear a word from you. So Lord, guide and direct all of our thoughts and actions that you might be glorified, Lord, that your saints will be edified and that we will walk in the newness of life by your spirit in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I pray, uh, well, let me, I forgot to do one announcement uh, for those who will be joining the marriage ministry, which will be on Friday night um, at 6.30, there is a link on the announcement email that was sent out as well as the newsletter. So prayer, prayerfully that you will, will join us on um, Friday evening. Well, I'm gonna pick up right now where we left off in Galatians chapter five. Uh, we, we just kind of got caught up when we were talking about the fruit of the spirit. I mean, how could you not? be caught up talking about the fruit of the spirit. And there's so much excitement about the love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, and all the things. And then we got down to against and and self-control, all that kind of wrapped together. And as you look at the fruit of the spirit, it's uh, many will have indicated that really uh, the, the principal part of that fruit is love. And from that love flow the rest of those, what some would call virtues. Um, but the, so the principal element is love. Um, it's love, joy that stems from love, the peace that all that is an outgrowth of, of love, um, but it is the fruit of the spirit and they get manifested um, in various ways. And as it concluded, and against such things, there is no law. And you can just pick up um, that uh, sense right there where there was such a long discourse about the law versus the spirit. And it said, well, you don't even, you don't even have to uh, be thinking about the, if you're living like this, then you don't have anything to worry about. This is a, the manifestation of the fullness of what God wants for his believers. And so the last couple of verses, verses 25 and 26 conclude with uh for now for us to keep in step with the spirit. Now we know what the fruit of the spirit is. Now we're living by the spirit. It's up to us to keep 
in step with the spirit and meaning having a spirit controlled life. And I like to think about this uh, in terms of, have you ever been to a young child's um, dance recital? Has anybody been to a young child's dance recital? Yeah, so you've been to a young child's dance recital and, and you can tell those who have been at the rehearsal and, the, <laughs> and those that bought the clothes have the shoes, uh, but really didn't miss a few practices there along the line. So sometimes, you know, just kind of have that image of uh, when we talk about keeping in step with the spirit, it does take practice. It does take commitment. It does take going over it and over it and over again. So when we're walking with the Lord, um, it does take practice, really following after the Lord and following in his footsteps. We, we're not independent agents. We have to keep in step with the spirit. And maybe you didn't, haven't gone to a, um, a, a, a child's dance recital. Maybe you yourself are a dancer yourself. I don't know. Or perhaps you have gone out. Well, I'll just give you another example. Don't laugh at me, please. Have you heard of the dance, the electric slide? I, I know you have. I know you have. You don't want me leading that. For some reason, when everybody's going left, I go right. So I, I'm, I'm still, <laughs> I still have a lot to learn. But when we keep in step with the spirit, we're moving and we're, we like to use the expression flowing and moving in the spirit. That's how we keep in step with the spirit. So a spirit controlled life. We're walking, we're practicing, uh, we may get out of step, but as once we have the spirit kind of directing us, bringing us back in line. But notice how chapter five ends. It ends with a warning. And then we'll read Galatians six after we conclude this, but it ends with a, a warning. Maybe I need to reread uh, Galatians five, the very last couple of verses. 25 and 26. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. And then there's it ends with a, a warning. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. When I read this several times, is why? What after <laughs> after talking about walking in the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit? And we, we've already dealt, dealt with the flesh issue that we're kind of in a, a high frame of uh, mind. Why do you think that Paul may have, yes, he's led by the spirit, but just think about it for a moment. Why do you think he may have inserted this at the very end? Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So how does that how does that what how does that either make you feel? What do you think about um, when you just read that last verse? Let us not become conceited. I well, think it means that. that sometimes we can get so in the spirit that we go beyond <laughs> where we need to be. 
Okay. <laughs> we go beyond where we need to be, and and we get this sense of that we're, uh, you know, greater than anybody else yeah. in okay. terms yeah. of uh, being in the spirit, right. and uh, can be very, very conceited. Okay. Uh, and I've seen people who have been like that. Yeah. What else? But I think and I heard one or two other people we, chiming in. We get the big head. We get the big headed. Okay. There we go. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I think, I think you're better than other people because you're mm -hmm. walking in the spirit. I think you're better than. Okay. And, and I, I want to go ahead. I was going to say, and I think too that we, when we talk about the fruits of the spirit, we've got those, but uh, we still have some of the other. Uh, okay. Things left in us, and and mm -hmm. don't get the idea that we can control those and just get rid of them because you know we're say we're walking in the spirit. It still can come up, and we have to be on guard not to go back. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, and, and I want to go back to the first statement about being so caught up in the spirit that we go overboard. Yeah. Um, and the reason I want to stop there, because if we are walking in the spirit, we're going to be walking in humility. If we're walking in the spirit, we're going to be walking in humility. So it's when we step outside of the spirit that we may we may be exuberant, but that may be part of the flesh, as uh, I think that was Deacon Plummer that said you know, the, that there are still the old nature, you didn't use those words, that it's still there, that we have to be on guard. Um, so while we can uh, boast, and Paul will talk about this later, of this newness, this freedom, this the fruit of the spirit, and how wonderful it is, we always have to be on guard. These, the other part of that is when we are walking and filled, remember who we are. We are joint heirs with Christ. And after, after hearing all that, we always still have to be on guard because we can get caught up in that and not realize there is that uh, old nature that will rise up. Just think about, um, well, he's either called Lucifer, Satan, created by God as an angel, but he got full of himself um, and tried to make himself equal with God. And so uh, let's be on our guard that we're not full of pride thinking that we are or have, as was stated, the big head, but we're walking in humility and don't try to uh, um, mask our, our own weaknesses by just kind of thinking that we're so spiritual. So that, that's kind of one of the things I wanted to make sure that we talked about before we read um, chapter six. And so I'm gonna ask uh, Sister Debbie Darlington, um, can you read Galatians chapter six, the entire, actually just right for right now, verses one through seven. Yes, one through seven. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. 
For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his work, examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Stop, stop right there. Go ahead. You can stop right there at verse six, and then we'll go to verse seven and following a little bit later. So let's go back to the very first verse. <clears throat> and the reason why I wanted to um, go back to chapter five, because it, it does transition and it's really kind of connected because um, it's still talking about walking or keeping in step with the spirit. If, and how do we do that? If we are walking in the spirit, it's more than just about ourselves. And what is the, in verse one, what is, what is Paul admonishing us to do in verse one? If anyone is what? Sinning, sinning. Sinning, caught in any transgression. Right. Okay, then what are we to do? Those who are in the spirit. Restore them. We should restore them gently. Okay. Yeah. Gently, underline. Say that one more time. What are we underlining? <laughs> I'm underlining gently. Okay, okay. That goes back to, remember what we said about being conceited? Provoking mm -hmm. one another. If you're right, walking yeah. in the right. spirit, you're not better than anybody else. Yeah. Um, yeah, however, if you do see someone, here's what walking in the spirit also entails. And it means you who are, and what's the thing defining you who are spiritual, spiritual or walking mind. in the spirit, not one who's big headed thinking you're bigger than anybody <laughs> else. In gentleness, it's about restoration. Yes. How do we help somebody to get back in? Remember, we I used the uh, illustration about um, keeping a step by being in the same dance step. So, how do we keep in? How do we help somebody uh, to keep in step with the spirit? One is done in a spirit of meekness. Mm -hmm and gentleness take heed first corinthians 10 12 somebody find that please first corinthians 10 12 and read it is anybody finding it i've got it it says okay so if you think you are standing firm be careful that you don't fall Okay. Actually, read 13 as well. Okay. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Amen. But I really want to emphasize that first part is to really take heed. And so this idea of restoration, if you're walking in love, walking in humility, our desire is 
to help our brother or sister to be restored to the rightful place where God would have them to be. So, but also take heed or you also may be led astray. Um, if you are, if you notice that, especially when it comes to a life preserver, and it's usually something that's thrown out or a long pole is because when somebody's uh, gasping for air, they may grab on, you're trying to save them, they'll grab onto you and bring you under as well. And so sometimes we have to make sure that we're in a position or a place so that oh. we, we can bring the, to bear the best that we can in a spirit of meekness and spirit of wisdom, uh, but also have a self-awareness that uh, we too have weakness and vulnerabilities. Um, and so we have to have, I, I would call it, have a self-awareness. Um, this is maybe an area that uh, I cannot help immediately or directly. I may be able to help indirectly by calling another brother or sister along. So restoration may, may mean, uh, doesn't necessarily mean that I I'm going to do it myself because I'm not there, but I can certainly call some other brothers and sisters along. But the goal is for restoration um, because we want to make sure and have a, a good sense of self-awareness. Um, and it says, he who thinks he's strong, take heed lest you fall. So, um, but the goal is as you're walking in the spirit, restoration. So what are we talking about here? We're, we're talking about walking in the spirit individually, but we're also talking about walking in the spirit, being concerned for those around us. So not only restoration, what's the next thing that we are to be aware of if we're walking in the spirit? The so burdens for, of others. What's that? The burdens that others may, be, may have. Okay. Bear one another's burdens. burdens. And, we'll and that's confidentially. Oh, <laughs> I, I did not think of that, but what do you, what do you mean? Expound I mean, on that a little bit. I mean, it's, it's not something that you talk about or ever exchange with another person or share with another person, lest the person that you're helping loses confidence in you. And you have, you have not followed through on your faithfulness. Okay. So having the, the sens sensitivity, the respect, uh, if, yes. somebody, if somebody is going through something, to ensure that uh, if if that that person may be sharing something in confidence and does not sure. want anybody to know, but you're coming alongside, that's that's good. That's that's wise counsel. What else? Bearing one another's burdens. So it says, bear one another's burdens, so fulfill the law of Christ. 
So how are we fulfilling the law? Because he's already been going through all this thing about the law versus grace. And so now he goes back to fulfilling the law of Christ. What is he getting at here? I'll give you a, I'll give you a hint. I'll, I'll start off with a scripture. John chapter 13 and 15. Are you any closer to figuring it out? Next step. This is my, instead I'll use set of law, I'll use commandment. This is my commandment that you what? Love. There we go. There, there it is. There it is. So when we're feeling, fulfilling the law of Christ, it's more than uh, a system of rules and traditions because we've already gone through that. What is it? This is my commandment that you have love for one another. That's why you're bearing one. That's why you're lifting somebody else. That, because we can see that um, some, they're going through something. There is a weight. There's a heaviness. And, and sometimes that means coming alongside of, you know, the beginning of, of Job's struggle, the best thing that happened when his friends came along, sat with him, and said nothing. When Job was going through, the best thing that his friends did was come along, sit down, listen, and be quiet. You may know the rest of the story, because when they started talking, <laughs> they kind of they messed things up. So... Uh, yeah. Bearing one another may be walking with somebody, sitting with somebody, holding somebody's hand, and just be a listening ear. Because Amen. some people don't want, when they're talking, they're not wanting you to solve their problems. Yeah. I'll say that again. Bearing one another's burden does not mean that you are the answer man or woman. The best thing that we can do be quick to listen. I think that's in James. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. What else? How else can we bear one another's burden? One By knowing, I, I think you have to know when you get to your limit of being able to help someone else and not um, not move them in the wrong direction. If you are not capable of helping that person beyond a certain point, don't try to go where you don't know. Mm. Just, you know, really find someone else who you trust to help the person. That's the best thing to do is to know who to get to help them further. And sometimes you, you don't know how to help them at all. And you might, the best thing you can do is lead them in the right direction to who a resource, a resource that can help them. That, that's what we call, how do, you, how do you use referrals to really help somebody when, and again, that goes back to what I said before about having a self-awareness. There's some things that we may know 
and we may be you know skilled at or versed in mm-hmm. things that we need to step back and say no this is really over my head our head but i do know some brother sister mm-hmm. someone some agency that can come alongside and help and and that goes back to allowing the fruit of the spirit gentleness forbearance right. as opposed to <laughs> judging somebody and say, well, I, I tried to tell them before they were going to get in this mess. No, it's done in the spirit of gentleness. Bear one another's burdens. Anything else there? I think too, Pastor, um, uh, in, in relationship to just being able to listen or be present, that it is also sometimes uh, helpful to be empathetic not to sympathize, but to empathize and share that you're not the only one who's done, who's been through this. You know, this is not unique to you and there's a way out. And it might even be that I found a way and I can share my way with you if if it doesn't work with you, but empathy, letting them know that not only do you understand, but you too have fallen at some point or needed at some point and you were helped. And so here I am to do the same. Okay, so let, let, me, just, uh, let me just be clear in terms of clarifying, because you made the distinction, or I heard you make the distinction between empathy and sympathy. What, why did you make that? And, and I think many people may know, but just, just for clarity, what's the difference between empathy and sympathy? Well, sympathy is merely feeling sorry for somebody and and for what they are going through. And that's not a bad thing. But when you empathize, you also share what they're going through Mm -hmm. because you've been there, done that. And perhaps even came, you came through it and can help them understand it even better. Very good. And, and, And that's why in Hebrews it says, that we have a high priest who is touched with the feelings of our infirmity for in all points, tempted like we are yet without sin. Mm -hmm. So again, Jesus came, robed himself in flesh so he can not only sympathize, but empathize um, because he understands suffering, hunger, pain, rejection. So empathy is, is critically important. So I just wanted to make sure that we were clear on that, that it's not, It's not bad to have sympathy, but empathy in terms of bearing one another's burdens to walk alongside of. And But then it, it gives another self-check, um, verse three and four. Uh, four. But let each one test his own work and then his reason to boast will be in himself. Let me go back to read verse three. For if anyone thinks he is something, you hear that? (laughs) When anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Again, that's a a continuing that Mm self-check. Let let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. Mm -hmm. Now, it's very Mm -hmm. interesting in verse 5, for each one or each will have to bear his own load. Now, previously he said, bear one another's burdens. Yeah. 
now right here he says um you for each will have to bear his own load so how do we balance and reconcile those two statements The, the, to me, the reality of life is that we do each have our own load, our own burden, our own issues of life that we have to deal with. Um, but what's striking to me in this passage right here is that while we are walking this life and dealing with our own issues, we're called to be in community with each other. We're called to be allow ourselves to be transparent with each other to bear each other's burdens. And, and I appreciate the distinction between with empathy um, because it, that's not always easy to do because you have to allow yourself a certain vulnerability or transparency to walk alongside someone in an empathetic way. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's great. And that's, that's why I didn't want to skip over that verse because here it says first to bear one another's burdens, but then you're ultimately you're going to have to bear your own load, but it doesn't mean you're going to be doing it by yourself and have that awareness that you're not there to judge anybody else. You're carrying a load, mm -hmm. your brother or sister's carrying a load. Um, and but ultimately, you know, you're going to have to walk this thing, but you're not doing it alone. Okay. Then finally, go ahead. Oh, okay, verse, go ahead. Yes, good observation. I just want to state that. Very good observation. Oh, praise God. Verse six, I'll read that before we continue. Let the one who has taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. And this is an admonition for them to support ministry mm -hmm. leaders because mm -hmm. these were house churches. And so it's uh, biblical to support, bear one another's burdens, but also to make sure you are um, uplifting those who have given their self over to the life of ministry, to share your help, your resource, resources to support those who are in ministry. That's another way to bear one another's burdens um, so that the man or woman of God can freely go about doing what he or she is called to do. Um, can I have somebody read verses seven through, is it 18? Seven through the end of the chapter. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please he, his sinful nature, from that nature, will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the spirit, from the spirit, will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. See what large letters I use as I write to you with my own hand. 
those who want to make a good impression outwardly are trying to compel you to be circumcised. The only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. Not even those who are circumcised obey the law, yet they want you to be circumcised that they may boast about your flesh. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me mm. and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is a new creation, peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, even to the Israel of God. Finally, let no one cause me trouble for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers. Amen. 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 So there's a lot in this section. And so I, I'm going to try to get through, but I, I want to start with that comment in verse seven, because we often, <laughs> often hear, do not perceive God is not mocked for whatever one sows, that will he also reap. Or the shortened version is you'll reap, you'll reap what you, what you sow. Okay, let me just make sure that that is not used as some kind of hex, curse, or incantation. That's not what this that passage is all about, because sometimes we use it kind of in the spirit of the Lord is going to get you. And that's, that's not what this passage is all about. It's just stating the reality is we're going to be held accountable for our life. And, and if you or I, if we uh, act in a way that's against uh, God's word, there are going to be consequences uh, for what we do. And we've already, you know, already went back all the way to the garden. And we, we saw that when you don't abide by and follow what God wants, we are going to reap what we sow. So when we use this passage, make sure we're using it in the spirit in which it was given. It's, yeah, it's not an incantation. It's not a hex or a curse. It's just stating uh, the principle that when we reap, and, and it gives the comparison, um, if you reap to your flesh, what's going to happen? It will lead to destruction. Say that word again. Destruction. See, and Paul's not playing. He said, if you if you follow after the flesh, this, this is not a game. It's destruction. And this destruction, yes, it may hit us individually, but our actions often have impact and sometimes generational Amen. impact uh, when we are not following and walking in the spirit. So this is serious. When I talk to you, if you walking in the flesh, it can bring destruction. How many homes, how many lives, how many churches, how many institutions have been uh, 
what I would call destroyed or been reduced to nothing because of some indiscretion. Um, so if you live, if you live according to the flesh, there are going to be some severe consequences, destructions. However, if you sow according to the spirit, and he already gave us some of the things that we do. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, forbearance, et cetera, et cetera. Against such things, there is no law. So if we're walking in the spirit, what we, are we going to reap? Eternal Joy. life. So you have destruction and death on one side, Eternal life on life. the other. Yes. I think the choice is easy. Easy. <laughs> it's easy peasy. Choose life. Choose, Choose to walk in the spirit. Um, so again, you reap what you sow and you're going to sow according to the spirit. And again, do it. And, and when you read this, do it again in a sense, because remember, if someone's caught in sin, you're going to restore them. And so it's not going to be under your breath saying to that person, well, they're just getting what they deserve. That's mm -hmm. not what it's all about. It's about understanding that that's consequences uh, of actions. But our focus is on sowing according to the spirit of being a blessing and giving ourselves over to the Lord. Uh, and I skipped one word and I, I, I used it, but it says God cannot be mocked. And that's what I was trying to convey in terms of you can't play with God. This is God. God knows exactly what's going on. Then verse nine. Someone, let me see. Can someone read verse nine again? Let us not become weary in doing good. Let the proper time. Okay, stop. That's the only word I really wanted to hear. For, and in some translations, in due season. Mm -hmm. Or at the proper time. Mm -hmm. Who is managing the time? Ah. Who has control of the time? God. Wow. Okay, as long as we're all in one accord there. As long as we know that. Mm -hmm. As long as we understand that. Amen. So when we read this, for at the proper time, that's according to God's time clock. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 We cannot say, God, I deserve this because I've been fasting, praying. I've been doing all these good things. So when am I going to get mine? Right. Right. Your getting yours may be when we see him face to face and we wear a crown. That's Amen. exactly right. Amen. So that's why we are not to get tired or give up. Because there is coming a time when we will reap. We don't get tired or give up. And and but it, but it does acknowledge the stress and strain of ministry and living in the spirit mm -hmm. uh, because we do experience tiredness, right. fatigue, yes. burnout, yes. weight. I think weary is a good word. We do yes. become yes. weary. Weary. Yeah. Yes, weary. Yes. I, I yes. know I like the song we sang. I don't feel no ways tired, and that's a nice song, but the but reality is reality. <laughs> we do feel somewhat yeah, we do. and sometimes yeah. very tired. So this is acknowledging 
uh, the reality of that that's real, but at the same time, um, understanding that keep on walking. Mm. Pushing. Mm-hmm. Keep, mm. on keep on hammering. Mm. Keep mm-hmm. moving forward. Because some of the things that we're, we're battling, personality conflicts, mm. spiritual warfare, internal stresses and strains, because sometimes we can beat ourselves up and we put ourselves in a bind. So there's a whole lot of things that are, are going on, but don't yeah. give up for at the proper time. You, you know very well, harvest is seasonal. This is, this is a, uh, something that happens to uh, pastors and ministers a lot be, because there's such a high expectation for them Yes. But there is yes. not the understanding that there are there's such a vast <laughs> a vast uh, area or a number of people who who need and want this kind of help. Amen. And we we can easily go to Ecclesiastes. There's a time for everything, mm-hmm. and this kind of fits mm-hmm. right in there. And, and understand mm-hmm. this, when we talk about uh, reaping and season, every season does not produce the same results. I'll say same that again. Harvest. Every season does not produce the same type of harvest. Um, and so sometimes we, you know, we, we figure that if I'm doing all this and last year when we did this, <laughs> this amount was produced doesn't always happen like that but don't give up yeah Mm -hmm. that's why i think weary is is really a good word verse 10 become weary yeah (laughs) use every opportunity Mm. to do what do good Mm. to do good to people who look just like me no, to all people. All people. Wait, 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 wait. No, I don't think people. it's all people. It's all right. he's talking about the household of faith. Oh, well, wait, wait. Well, let's okay, let's let's read that again. So then, as we have opportunity, let's us do good to everyone. And especially the household of faith. To the household of faith. So there is the all-inclusiveness. Yes, there is a priority. Mm -hmm. There is the all-inclusiveness, but thank you, I'll use that word. Priority is that how can you overlook your family and take care of those on the outside? And in other passages, say you're worse than an infidel if you're not taking care of your own own family. It's it's not an either-or. It's a both and, <laughs> yes, especially to the household of faith. And so that's a challenge for us. And let me get down to the last few verses, because in, in reality, this last ver- few verses from 11 down are somewhat of a, a review of all the things that Paul was talking about. Circumcision, 
That's a source of boasting of you Judaizers. Mm -hmm. It's not going to lead to anything. If I'm yeah. going to boast about anything, Paul says, what's his boasting going to be in? The cross, the cross of Christ. Of Christ. Mm -hmm. yeah. Why is the cross a source of boasting? This is this is kind of where I just open it up for testimony service. Mm. Why is the cross a source of boasting? Because nothing but the blood of Jesus. All right, that's, that's good. Come on, we're, we're yeah, starting to hit on it. Free. What's that? This is where we really, we were really able to be free. That so the, um, the blood of Christ, mm -hmm. our freedom in Christ. What else? Yes, salvation. Salvation. Okay. Heirs with Christ. Yes. Come on now. And the, the the cross brought us back to uh, with with God. That was the bridge that brought us back. We have reconciliation. Redemption. Redemption, yes. The enmity between Jew, Gentile is broken through the cross. Mm -hmm. So that's why we boast in the cross, because of what Jesus has accomplished at the cross that, that ushered us into the very presence of God. Mm -hmm. And that's why Paul says, I'm going to, therefore, I'm going to crucify the flesh, because I don't want anything to stand in the way of boasting in the Lord and what he has done. And he starts to conclude with a, a blessing. Um, verse 16. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule. Then he goes on to say to the Israel of God. Hmm. What? To the Israel of God? What does that Who's mean? Yeah, what does that mean yeah. to the Israel? Remember, they've been talking about <clears throat> circumcision. So the those who are the ones who are really the children of Abraham are those who have been uh, who have surrendered their life to Christ, mm -hmm. who are walking in the Spirit. So you Judaizers, uh, it's not a, the real ones who are the the children of God are those who are redeemed by Jesus Christ. And I believe that's what Paul is talking about, mm -hmm. not a nationalism, mm -hmm. but uh, being Christ-like, spirit-filled believers. Those are the true, and, and I believe he's using this intentionally. Um, that's what the true Israel of God, not circumcision mm -hmm. that makes you uh, a Jewish of the Jewish nation, but a change of your life through the cross of Jesus Christ. It, it does not nullify all the promises God made to Abraham, Abraham and David, etc. But what he's truly talking about, this is what this is what God wants. The true Israel or the people of God are those who are have come to Christ by his grace, knelt at the cross, embraced the cross, boast in the cross. The cross of Calvary. Hmm. Verses 17 and 18. I like verse 17. From now on, let no one cause me trouble. Hmm. For I bear on my bar body the marks of Jesus. And here's how I read it. Y'all leave me alone. 
just leave me leave me alone you see what i went through i i roll up my sleeve and you can see the scars so you you all can't touch me just leave me alone i bear on my body so i paid the price so y'all can say whatever you want about me but just leave me alone amen because amen. i am i have given myself wholly over to the lord and you can't do nothing about it. So don't even keep don't even keep trying. Because I have decided to do what? Follow. And I have the stripes, the scars, the testimony to show just that. And how does he end? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. So we went from all this talk about law, and now he ends with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be with your spirit. Because I skipped over this verse where he says, the only thing that counts is a new creation. The only thing that counts is a new creation. And therefore the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers, and I'll add sisters. Amen. Yeah. To the family yeah. of God. Amen. Amen. And that's and that's exactly Amen. right. And this is where Paul again would have dropped the mic. <laughs> this, is this is it. Um, so thanks be to God for as we've studied and went through his word. Um <clears throat> As we continue, and I said, we're going to continue. I'm not sure if everyone was on in the beginning. We're going to continue our study in another of Paul's letters. We've been through now Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, some of the churches, went through First and Second Corinthians. So we've, we've been through a lot of his letters for, I would say, nearly about three plus years um, with some, but so we're going to continue in, in Paul's letters and it'll be first Thessalonians starting next week, first Thessalonians. And the background scripture is Acts. So we'll start with chapter one, but also background scripture, Acts 17 I have down 1 through 14. I believe that's correct. Acts 17, 1 through 14. It's on one of Paul's missionary journeys. It's as he travels through Thessalonians, good background information. So we'll start with Acts 17, 1 through 14, and then we'll uh, launch right into Thess 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Amen? Amen. 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 Woo, Pastor, that was good. a good lesson. God, God, yes. Praise God. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Uh, we're going to, at uh, this time, um, go before the Lord in prayer and just share any prayer concerns, prayer requests before uh, we close tonight. And thank you for your patience. I know it went over a few minutes, but, uh, you know, we are just so grateful to the Lord as we've studied uh, his word together. Yeah. Any prayer concerns want to raise? I'd like to just say, uh, I did speak with Dr. Ballard today, 
and he said that he and Mrs. Ballard are doing better. And uh, so he you know, still loves the church. Uh, so I just wanted to let everyone know that uh, I Amen. did speak with him today. Praise God. I have to pray for uh, Mr. Christmas. He's getting stronger and he's looking forward to leaving the hospital and going to rehab. Amen. 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 Thank you. Um, I understand Dr. Dednam is at the Laws of Forest Glen. I haven't been to see him yet, Butch, and I'm, I plan on trying to go see him sometime this week. That is correct. That is correct. I was about to see him uh, on Friday of last week, but he was asleep. Okay. Yeah. And I got a chance to speak with him, but he's, I guess he's doing fine. Praise God. Yeah, room, room 134. This is room number 134. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, I want to give God thanks for um, outreach ministries of the missions uh, ministry to the second shut-in and thankful to the Lord for so many that uh, continue to desire to serve in, in some capacity. So we thank God for um, your, your ministries of outreach. To the family and we talked about the household of faith um, it's happening it's real anyone else well we're going to continue to pray for our, our sick and shut-in uh, we are continue to pray for our nation um, and the various conflicts or potential conflicts that uh, all over the world and all of the, the um, attention is on Ukraine and Russia, um, but around yep. the world there's many other conflicts going on uh, that some we're aware of and some we're not, but that we might live in peace. Yeah. Uh, Pastor, Pastor Darlington, I yes, mentioned on, on the uh, first prayer to lift up my brother. He's still in a coma. Mm. Uh, Leonard Taswell, he's in Long Island. Okay. Amen. Okay, let's, let's go before the Lord in prayer. I'll, I'll conclude this evening. Father God, Again, we are just so excited that we can come together as a family of God, lifting our burdens, and you've encouraged us to bear one another's burdens. But there are times, Lord, where we know that we can just cast our burdens upon you because you care for us. And so, Father, we thank you that sometimes that happens through others in the body, but then there are other times, like maybe even now, where we're we just need to hear a word from you and we present our petitions before you for those that are, are sick and going through medical issues, uh, for those that are in long-term care, Dr. Debman, uh, we pray for those who are um, in a coma. Uh, we pray for Brother Taswell's brother Leonard, um, that you would continue to um, be with him. Uh, Father, we pray for we thank you, Lord, for the good reports of uh, from Dr. Ballard, um, 
Brother Christmas, and we ask, Lord, you continue to um, just strengthen uh, Mr. Christmas, um, that he will um, continue to thrive and strive under your care and all that's surrounding him. Uh, thank you, Lord, for uh, missions and the heart to serve you and to reach out for, to those that are in, our, in the body of Christ. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the many saints of God who are able to come out the house uh, to come to the place or the sanctuary of worship. But Lord, they are cared for by you and by the people of God. We pray, Lord, for our nation um, and the international com community, but our, our leaders from the president and all his cabinet members, uh, that they will do uh, justly they will act in wisdom and that we would have peace. Father, we thank you for Christian Faith Baptist Church. You have called us to be salt and light. And we pray, Lord, that you would continue to use us to be that city set on a hill. And our ultimate goal is to worship you and bring you glory in all things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Good night, everyone. It's so good. Amen. Good night. Good night. Amen. Have God a restful bless. night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Be safe. Where is Clara? Clara hey. <laughs> is her mommy. All right, tell her. I will tell her that. Thank you. I'll be missing her. I'll tell her. Good Okay, I am going to end it for everyone. Good night, everyone. Good seeing you.